Welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra. And this week, we're going to talk about relationships uh, with the family, family relationships. So this is going to be an interesting one because um, I believe most of us who are on this path have struggled with our relationships with our family. And, uh, and there, there is a lot of confusion in the area of um, spirituality and um, how you can be spiritual and continue on your path and in your search for freedom, self-realization, enlightenment, and, and how you can relate to your family uh, and maintain your relationship with them and as you're evolving and changing, whether it's your kids, your parents, uh, your husband, your wife, and that that's um, a struggle for most of us who's been on this path because a lot of us who've been on this path, our um, family find us the black sheep, black sheep, and we are different. So there's a lot of struggle in uh, relating to them. When um, I read this book about Gautama Buddha, uh, the way of Siddhartha, of uh, how this man, uh, who he was a prince, and uh, apparently he was married, he had children, and um, he had everything in the world available to him. And, um, and I think it, from the tale says that his family was trying to uh, keep him away from any kind of um, visually seeing any suffering. So they had created this thing that uh, everything that he viewed all his life up to this point was always uh, eye candies and uh of course, he was all taken care of, a lot of um, employee servants. They were at the palace taking care of him. So uh, Siddhartha had not seen anything negative uh, as far as visually experiencing anything bad or dark in his life. And when he gets the calling to uh, something inside him, awakens and is pulling him uh, to get out of the palace. He sneaks out of the palace and he starts walking in, in the woods and the wilderness and he keeps going till he comes across the first village. And then he sees um, some old people with gray hair. He sees people who were sick. He sees like uh, maybe some people were dismembered, they have one arm or one leg, and he literally starts to see people suffering for the first time, and he'd never seen that. And uh, obviously, after this experience, he goes back to the palace and is talking to his family, and then he discovers that um, the world he was exposed to was very, very much sheltered, and it was designed for him to only see goodness and not see anything of the opposite. Um, so when the calling gets very, very strong, the inner calling and the grace comes to your life and it calls you and it, wants, it pulls you in. And uh, Siddhartha, uh, sneaks out of the palace and he renounces everything. He renounces his children, his wife, his family, and he goes in the pursuit of self-realization. And uh, the tale says that for seven years, he tried different things. Um, he became an ascetic. He, um, uh, he tried for a very long period of time not eating any food. He was meditating, being in silence, uh, torturing his body, denying any kind of uh, physical pleasures or comfort. And uh, as time went on, finally he came to self-realization 
and he awakened. And, and today in Buddhism, they're talking about the middle path. So, but he renounces his family and all his belongings and his uh, being a prince who he was going to become a king and he let that go, he let, he let everything go. Now, back to our situation today is so many of us has been called home and we've heard the calling and, and this process when it starts to happen and all these, now for a lot of us, this process starts to happen through some kind of shock treatment. Something strong happens in your life and normally it's traumatic and it wakes you up to a different reality. It, it awakens you to the path of the heart. It pushes you to transform and to switch from the head to your heart, from intellectual understanding to a deep knowing. And when this process starts to happen, quite often it's, it's painful. It's not an easy, it's a metamorphosis and it's very confusing. Uh, and also as you're awakening to self-realization, awakening to a higher consciousness, you're awakening to the fact that there is something out there more than what you can see and touch and, and smell outside of your five senses. And you're getting, some of you probably maybe have gone to India, uh, to other countries, gone to the ashrams and sat with gurus. Uh, some of you maybe never left and just been working on yourself locally. Um, maybe some of, you, some of you renounced everything and you let go of your family and friends and went after God. Maybe you didn't. Uh, everybody's got a different situation. But the bottom line is that when this process starts to happen, and if you are growing up in a mainstream a family, then there is conflict because you're changing and you're becoming aware of something which is beyond uh, the norm. And to your family, you're becoming weird or they're viewing you as there's something wrong with you. But definitely that was my situation. I mean, I can only speak from for my my own situation and a direct experience that I've had. And even today, I can see like no, after all these years that being on the path, um, it's still at times is very, very difficult to relate to a, a, all the straight friends I have or family because they very much believe the world that we're perceiving and the world that we're living in, that it's real. This world, they believe that it's a real. And probably some of you feel the same way, that this world is real. And as you're waking up to the truth of who you are, and you start to recognize the way of the spirit and, and the fact that your being is eternal, it hasn't born, it's never been born, and it will never die. And as you start to wake up to that, and as you begin to wake up to the magic of life, that there is something way beyond our understanding that runs the entire universe, and there is the way of the spirit, there is magic, and the spirit is capable of doing whatever it wants and there is no limitation so as you start to wake up to that and noticing that there's another reality because you're feeling something something is really calling you and it's different than the ordinary world because you start getting bored from let's say you're hanging out with your spouse uh, you're hanging out with your parents your friends 
And all to talk about is economics, um, politics, the weather, how bad is the traffic, how um, bad is other countries doing or what they're doing, or China is doing this, or, or the Arabs in the Middle East having a conflict with Israelis. And they're talking about these things or what's going on in the country, with the economy, with the COVID, especially right now, COVID. And it's all about that all the time. There's no talk about the spirit. There's no talk about self-work, that you go and take a workshop and you're learning how to look at yourself. You're doing a workshop and you're self-observing and you're digging into your own fears or your own traumas, digging into the kind of things that triggering you and making you jealous, making you angry, making you fearful, making you react in a certain way, the way you're handling money, the way you're attached to your belongings. And as if, if somebody wants to take a little something away from you, all of a sudden you're panicking or somebody wants to change something in your home, you're all freaked out because your room is not the same anymore or something has happened. You know, you start working on yourself. You're starting to become self-aware, self-awakened. And it's got stages. Of course, you're not gonna go from, most people on the planet, when they're, they're on the path of awakening, it's a process for them. They're just not gonna go from, a to Z in a second. They just have to go through different things, different periods and steps to get there. But it's happening for you. If it wasn't happening for you, you wouldn't be sitting and listening to me. You were watching a video about Bitcoin or you were watching videos about COVID or what's going on with the US or China or you know Middle East. That's where your attention would have been. Or how you can, or your attention is about how you can make more money, or your attention would be about making more babies or finding your soulmate and and um, how you can come to that dream life and that da, 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 da. that's where your attention would have been. But your attention is here, at least for now. So so let's say you're married and uh, your husband, your wife is not into the spiritual world and you're going through this self-awakening process and you just, what happens is you start finding yourself more distant from your partner. You're, you're the two rivers or let's say this is one river and all of a sudden the river splits and the water one river turns to two and there's nothing you can do about it. This is what's happening. And you're living with somebody under the same roof, but they have zero interest in what you're doing. They don't understand what you're doing. And quite often they make fun of you. They find you, you're weird. And so there's conflict, there's tension there. And a lot of times when you enter into spiritual world, you know, you're going to get into feathers and crystals and rattles and incense. So um, diehard T-shirts. <laughs> anyway, you're going to seminars, workshops, you're following different people. So and your partner who's in the straight world and they think in the box, they don't understand what's going on with you. So tension starts to build up. Now, very rarely couples are able to compromise and find a middle, middle path and stick with each other. But most of the time they, they separate. They can't stay together. Life takes them in a separate way because you cannot relate to each other. It makes it very difficult. Same thing with parents. If you're younger and you're going through this self-awakening process and uh, all of a sudden you're the weirdo in the family, 
and uh, your siblings, your parents, they're wondering what's wrong with you, or they make fun of you, or your classmates making fun of you. And uh, or you, so you basically um, become a minority in a way, and you have to hide it. You have to hide what is going on because you would be mocked. People will make fun of you because you're weird, because you're not like everybody else, because you're not excited going to watch the football game and drink beer and pizza and scream. You want to go and meditate, or you want to watch a, a video about self-realization, or you want to become a healer. And they make fun of you because, oh, you know, becoming a healer is you're not going to make money and it's worthless and you're wasting your time. You have to go to engineering school or medical school or, or law school. And that's what makes that's a real job. What you're doing is bullshit. So I can't tell you how many times I've been ridiculed, put down, made fun of uh, by my family. And I love them very much, and they love me very much. But in the, in the first maybe 15, 20 years that I was on this path, they couldn't understand. They still don't understand, but we have gone beyond those things because it's been very clear to them that obviously I'm doing something right. So they don't understand it, but they respect it. So what happens is the deeper you go inside yourself, the deeper you come to realization. A part of it is you have to face things within yourself that you don't want to look at. And your power to deal with these things is the spirit. Because you're developing this connection with the spirit. You're recognizing that there is something way beyond anything else there's a life force within your heart that you're connecting with and that gives you strength and power to continue and keeps you straight on the path that you're in and gives you yeah there's a lot of different stages that you go through um for me was for a long time, pointing my finger at my family and saying to myself that they're unconscious, um, they're sleepy, uh, they don't know what's going on. Um, but eventually, I went through that, those stages. And it brought me to this point of acceptance, of accepting where they are spiritually in their spiritual developments by also watching and looking at myself of my own sleepy behavior that or unconscious behavior that I was not looking at. And they were able to help me to mirror that back to myself. And as you get to know yourself more and you realize the truth of who you are and what happens is that you become more compassionate. You develop compassion and understanding and acceptance of the world generally is asleep. And you're waking up in a sleepy world. And it's painful. It's not very easy. But in the meantime, it elevates you to another level. Because what happens and which is a process you're going to have to go through whether you like it or you don't, is that you cannot come to an awakening and go into a higher level of consciousness if you cannot overcome your fears. Fear. And what happens is the more you awaken, the more you're going to get challenged. Now, the fears that we deal with is number one is the fear of death. That's the biggest fear that we deal with because we're very, very identified with our body. We think we're this, this, this is what I am. And once this ends, my life is going to be over. So that's a big fear we have. And then the fear of our, our physical body getting old and getting diseased, decaying, that's another fear. It's a big one. And the fear of losing 
losing the people around us and losing our things, home, money, security, stuff that we're hanging on to. And whether you like it or not, you're going to lose all of it. Eventually, they're all going to be gone, whether you like it or you don't. You can hang on to it as much as you want, but existence is going to take him away. That's how it is. Or you're going to be threatened to lose it. That's the way, because none of it is real. It's all an illusion. So you're going to have to deal with it. But anyway, this fear that we're dealing with is also being mirrored to us by our family, friends, the relationships that we have, because they are sharing the same common fear with you. With the difference that if you're lucky and you really work on yourself, if you're sincere and you're really dedicated to the path, you will, you will rise above the fear. The fear is always going to come and go, but you rise above it because you realize that the fear that rises inside you is just another emotion. And although at times it may be necessarily, but you realize that one moment, at one point, I got to let go of this body. I got to let it go. At one moment, I have to let go of my partner because my partner, your partner is going to die at one day, one point. You got to let them go. At one moment, you got to let go of your children because they're not really yours. I mean, you were participating in bringing them into this world and you do the best you can to take care of them, but they don't belong to you. Well, however you want to cut it, eventually they're going to leave and they're going to live their own lives. Your parents, they're going to go. So your belongings, as much as you want to hang on to them, some of us experience in this life that we lose everything. It happens every day. So it's better to begin while you have time to develop these qualities, to develop a quality of letting go, then hanging on to them and life forces you to, to do it. It's better than men. And I'm not saying like tomorrow you're going to go give your home away to someone else. That's not what I'm saying. Or tomorrow you're going you're gonna to leave your family and walk away. No, it's got to be done inwardly you have to work on yourself within that you come you become okay with it that if it's not there anymore the next day you can continue your life mentally emotionally you have prepared yourself that you let go and as you let go internally of whatever it is whatever it is and we're talking about relationship as difficult as it is, the more you work on it, the easier it becomes. I'm not saying it's, it's an easy thing, but you are working on it. You're recognizing it. You're recognizing that none of it is permanent. None of it is going to be here all the time. It's all going to change from one moment to another moment. And then it gets easier. Somehow existence gives you the strength to deal with it. But you have to understand that nothing, none of these things are yours. You're just traveling through it. It appears to be yours, but it's not yours. None of it, especially your relationships, your children, your parents, your partner. They all come in your life and they go. They're not yours. You get to experience it in the moment, but they don't belong to you. So, now, let's go to this other part. How do I deal with relationships with family, friends who are in the mainstream and they're very attached to the world? They very much believe the world is real with all these problems, its triumph, its ups and downs, and you are becoming free from that. So how do you deal with these people? How do you relate to them? 
obviously you cannot tell them about this because they don't understand what you're talking about no matter how hard you try so don't even waste your time so the way it works is because you have come to a higher level of consciousness you have to view yourself as the adult and it doesn't matter how old are these people i mean i the way i look at it with my mother and i look at it with my brother and some of my family that they're older than i am i don't look at them that they're older and they're wiser in some ways yes it's true they're older and wiser they've been on planet longer but spiritually they're they're like children so i can't judge them as you can't judge a 6 year old and 9 year old because they're not developed yet so you can't judge them and make fun of them and tell yourself that they're unconscious or they're stupid or they don't get it so the way i deal with it is i see them i see where they're at spiritually and i look at them like if they're kids i don't talk to them like children but that's how i view it so then i don't judge them and i develop as difficult as it is i deal with them with compassion with understanding that they're not there or or the world people on the street people who are running the city people who are running the state people who run the country i look at them like they're in the early stages of their spiritual development and they just don't have the understanding and they have to go through what they have to go through and i don't need to get involved with it because if i get involved with it then i suffer because now i want to change them to be what i want them to be instead i just see it and i just walk around it and do my own thing other than that you're in constant conflict with your relationships because you're trying to force them to look at life the way you're looking at it. and all you do is you're creating issues for yourself instead of seeing people acting unconsciously and just simply having compassion for them and wait that's all you can do hopefully at the right time they wake up and do your own thing learn to do your own thing why don't we just get into some questions and comments and then um if i missed anything it will come out and we can talk about it anybody has any questions or comments or wants to share anyone's going through any kind of like conflict or challenges with your family because you come to the world of the spirit hmm. all right can this go ahead and I um I'm not having conflict with them. I just have I see them all as being okay the way they are. I don't worry about it. It's like no. it's their path. That's where they are and I just, you know, appreciate the you know, love them and appreciate them how they are. Beautiful. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I love I recognize that if I put my judgment of our differences aside so i'm not judging my family then i can love them and i accept them for who they are exactly like what you just said and uh, all of a sudden i've noticed that my relationships changed it's a lot deeper and stronger than ever before yeah i've noticed that, that too yeah and that's and that was something i needed to learn about my myself. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah. Uh I agree with the, what you're saying uh that it's always a mirror reflecting back to me and uh, then I can look at myself and try to work on myself. Uh I love all my family and they love me. Um, and the thing is that I do accept them but at the same time I want to help them when they when they have like uh sometimes uh, they don't see their own behavior or they their own unconscious uh, behavior so I want to mirror it to them 
And also if they, they are suffering, I want to help them. Okay. And does it work? Uh, sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the best you can do. Yeah. I mean, that's the best we can all do. But it's difficult. It's difficult when 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 they have a behavior towards me that I feel that it's not uh, uh, it's not a nice behavior towards me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as you say, it's always a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a mirror. Yeah. Mm. And I'm kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of tired of all the mirrors all the time. I'm I'm kind of uh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of tired of the mirrors, and also experiencing this. You say uh, that this reality is not real, and uh, even I had this experience sometimes that uh, physical things they actually disappear, like 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 it's it's it, the the reality is totally uh, changing. Uh, yeah, like uh, like there's this different uh, realities and dimensions that are uh, uh, here at the same time, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, and it is uh, <laughs> frightening to go in and out through these different uh, dimensions and realities. Right, because sometimes it can be very dark and scary. That's my experience. But but uh, also I'm getting uh, a little bit used to it now. So yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Hi, Agatha. Nice to see you. Nice surprise. You still live in uh, Hamar? Yeah. Yeah. Still living there. Yeah. Hi, Shadi. How was Sedona? Are you still there or you're back? Hey, no, I'm on, um, we left Sedona. We're making our way to LA now. Oh, you're coming to LA. When are you going to be in LA? Um, probably soon. Joe had to um, stop by at one of his uh, factories on the way. Well, send me a message. Maybe we can meet. Sure. I'm not sure where I'll be, but you'll probably know the area better. So if we make it, if we can, we, we say hello to each other. Okay. Sounds good. I'm here for another 12, 13 days before I leave. I'm leaving soon. So I was going to leave next week, but I'm going to leave probably around 28. I'm going to go back to Mexico. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. I'll let you know. Cool. In the subject of the relationship, I, we were talking about relationship with uh, family, friends. We're basically talking about the topic is really about not relationships with uh, people who are in the conscious world. We're talking about you being on this path and relating to your family friends who are not in a conscious world. So this is the topic of this week. Um, but I also have to add one other thing is that there's really in life one relationship and that's all there is. And that relationship is always with the self. Even if you're in a romantic relationship with a partner, you're always in a relationship with the self. If you go really deep in it, and I'm not talking about psychology or uh, therapy and working out things in uh, relationship stuff. I'm not talking about that because it's limited and it's missing the very essence of the truth of the relationship. So that stuff goes into a lot of blah, blah, blah which is okay and necessarily, but it's not the bottom line. The bottom line is that there's only one relationship. That's it. You're always in one relationship in all of your life. And that relationship is with the self. Everything else is a byproduct of it. Everything else is a mirror of it. That's what it is. 
So you're here and there are all these mirrors around you. And I'm sure you've all been walked into a place that the house of mirrors and the, you walk somewhere and you see all these different mirrors and you're standing in this room and from every angle and you're looking at yourself, you look different. And one angle is showing this part of your face, this front of your face, the corner here. You know, sometimes you may look at yourself from this angle and you, you see you're weird. Say, oh, wow, what a weird angle. Or I didn't know I look like this from this angle because you don't never see yourself from there. So you are always in the relationship with the self and the self appears as many. Now, in this relationship that you have with your family, uh, friends, loved ones, and somehow in many instances in our lives, it gets very twisted and, uh, Let's say you grew up with an angry or alcoholic dad or abusive dad who beat you up or abused you verbally or with a mom who was alcoholic or she was depressed or she had issues and uh, she favored your sister over you or whatever is the situation. Um, dad abandoned you. Mom fell in love with someone else and left, left all of you and went to another country and left like four kids and, and gone or all the stories that I've heard and I, I have experienced myself and I hear from a lot of people of, of the tough childhood they had or abusive childhood they had. And it's a part of, from the bigger picture, once your consciousness rises, once you come to this other level of awareness and start to realize yourself, because up to that point, you are pointing out at them, like, okay, my dad was an asshole. He did this, he did that, or he didn't do this for us, or he didn't do that. So that's the attitude from a place of separation, because we're pointing finger at others. But as self-realization kicks in and you start to work on yourself and you start to awaken to the truth of who you are, you stop pointing fingers at other people and you begin to look at yourself. And the reason for that is because unless you realize who you are and the truth of who you are in reality, you cannot free yourself. You're not become free. You have to look at yourself. There's no way out. Self-realization, self-awakening means you're awakened to who you are. And who you are is just not like this person. It's beyond that. So you have to look at yourself. And it's frightening because to look at yourself means you have to look at the light and the dark, the dark side, the shadows, where we are very good in hiding and avoiding looking at it because we're in an era, a time of humanity that basically where we like to point finger at others. There's always someone else or something else who's done something wrong. So as you start to look at your own self and realize that, okay, you grew up in this family, and okay, and maybe right now you, you hate your parents, you hate your mom, you hate your dad, you never want to see them again. You, maybe you cut out all relationship with them, maybe not. Maybe there is a lot of resentments in seeing your family, but you have to also realize that there is a karmic connection that there was no way out. You could have not be born in any other family. You could not, not be born in any other parents. This was a part of the deal. This is exactly was set up in this way, that you had to be landing on this planet, in this family, in this country, in this skin color, and the conditioning and all the stuff that comes with it. 
This was the deal from the beginning. Whether you chose it, you didn't choose it, you, you can cut it any way you like. But if you are in this situation, which normally we don't look at it, normally we don't go examine our relationships with our family and, and siblings unless it's screwed up, unless we've been hurt, unless there's been some trauma. Otherwise, you don't go examine it and whatever has happened. So now you're digging into it and you're looking at it. So what happened for me was to come to understanding and acceptance of I had to be born in this family with their shortcomings and their fears and all the stuff that is screwed up in it with their love and laughter and caring and their excessive craziness. I had to be born in it. And I had to learn different things through these relationships that I had, whether it's family or friends, lovers, of them mirroring back to me of where I am, where I was. They mirror it back to you. So there is something for you to learn. You got to learn something. You got to look at something. What is it that I need to learn that I landed in this family and I had to deal with it and I'm still dealing with it? What is it I need to learn? What's there? There's something that I'm not really learning or not looking at or confronting. So if you dig into it and, and you're really sincere and you're really paying attention and looking, you will recognize things. You begin to see things and the lessons that you had to learn and you're learning. And only then when you come to those understandings and realizations, then what happened is you have to finish this karma. You have to fulfill it. It has finally, you know, someone's going to die or you come to peace with a member this person that you have this relationship with, or it remains unresolved. And somehow you're going to have to repeat it again. And it's interesting because quite often when you don't want to deal with somebody, it, it leaks into another relationship. Some, somewhere else is going to appear, reappear in your life. Am I making any sense? Are you here with me? Are you checked out? Yeah, you're here. Good. Cool. Any comments, questions so far about what we were talking about? Hi, Casey. Can you unmute yourself? How are you doing, Casey? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing uh, all right. I apologize. I, I, yeah, it's funny. We were talking about family. Um, I've, I've been on the spiritual awakening path for quite some time now, but um, it's definitely a challenge to balance uh family life along with trying to you know dive into this deeper and try to uh you know awaken to who i really am and okay. uh, you know i definitely feel the calling I've, I've felt it for a long time i mean i've i've been awake for i mean i've been awake to what's going on around us in the world for decades um but more so as far as spiritual growth, I've tried to deepen, you know, I've tried to dive in deeper within the last five years. Um, I've really been trying to, you know, get into meditation more so right. and that type of thing. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, the, the thing I have, like, even right now, trying to be on here with you, um, just for example, the challenge that I come into is, you know, I have a five-year-old that I need to be tending to. Um, you know, so <laughs> I'm trying to listen to you and trying to get her ready at the same time and whatnot. But, um, but my, you know, the, the, my focus, I really want to be, my focus, you know, I, I want to be, um, I want to put a hundred percent of myself into awakening, you know, right. that's right. really where, that's my goal. That's my ultimate goal. I want to be able to, you know, come to the realization of, of who I really am as, as a, 
you know, my entirety as a, as a, as a being. Right. Um, and I have, I have something to share with you that I just wanted to share um, that the, the actual reason that I came uh, that I was aware of you was um, I think it was two nights ago. I had woken up. I was dreaming, which normally lately I don't dream a whole lot, but um, I feel like I'm doing other things in my dreams that I'm not remembering. But um, this time I had been dreaming. And when I had woken up from the dream, um, in my mind's eye, I saw clear as day your name right out in my mind's eye, you know, Z-A-R-A-T-H-U and um, S-T-R-A. And it did it like three or four times. So I knew it was important. And then I just kept repeating my repeating it to myself. And this was happening as I was coming back into consciousness, you know, in the physical and uh, so once I got up, I kept repeating it in my head. Then I wrote it down. And then, um, you know, I, I looked online. And, of course, the exact same way it looked, the, you know, the font of it, the way it looked in my mind, it was exactly the way it is on the top left of your website. Um, you know, the same exact look. So obviously I knew, you know, this was a direct message from my higher self or you know, yes. a, a spiritual guide or, or you know, who knows? <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, from source, um, obviously it was important. And uh, so I felt that extremely strongly. And that's, you know, that that's why I'm here right now. I mean, I've, I've been trying to be involved with other different spiritual groups and so on. But I thought that was extremely profound how that came to me like that. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm so grateful. To, to be here with you and 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 all of you and uh you know i just ultimately i just want to awaken to who i really am you know i want to remember i want to come to the realization of my entire being you know my higher self i want to be one with that i want to experience christ consciousness you know yeah well we're very happy you're here with us too where, where are you located? I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, okay. um, West Bend, Wisconsin. In okay. the, yeah. Right. So, so here's a couple of tips to help you out is that, first of all, what you're doing right now with your five-year-old, that, that is spiritual practice, spiritual work, mm -hmm. because you're serving. Right. It doesn't look like it, okay? And at times, maybe you don't feel like it, naturally, like anything else, you know? Even though you mm -hmm. love your, is it a boy or a girl? Girl. Girl. Yeah, I, I have oh. a 12-year-old son, and then I have a 15-year-old daughter as well. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have three children, and, right. and then I have two others that right. we had problems with. But <laughs> Right. So, so what you want to do is you want to turn the poison into the medicine. Means that it's just a shift by a shift of your perception that what God wants you to do right now is to serve your children. When, whenever you're doing it is exactly what existence wants you to do. And you mm -hmm. can look at it as spiritual practice. Yes. That, that that is a part of your karmic path is taking care of them, even though maybe there are moments like your buddies may call you and say, hey, come on over, let's drink beer and watch football. And <laughs> you have to take your five-year-old to kidney garden or you have to babysit and you don't feel like doing it or whatever, naturally. You want to look at it that, okay, God wants me to serve right now. And this is a part of my awakening. Yes, that's so you just shift it from thinking, oh, what a drag I got to be doing this. I'm not saying that's how you think, but I'm just right. Yeah, to yeah. right. This this is a part of my journey. So then all of a sudden the mind doesn't go crazy. And another thing is that it, it doesn't matter what you do, Casey, whatever you do, you cannot be off the path. 
And if you just use this example that somehow existence started to bring this vision of this name Zarathustra, and then you end up here, that by itself is a very strong indication that your higher self, your inner being, is guiding you. You're being guided. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though at times it doesn't appear to look like that. Yep. You know, let's say all of your buddies are going to go to this ayahuasca ceremony and you are, have to stay home or you have to work or take care of your family. And you say, damn, you know, I, I want to develop myself. Don't worry about it. It's God is developing you in wherever you are with whatever you're doing, even though it may not look spiritual. Right. So you want to trust in that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I've, I think I do fairly well with that. Um, you know, I look at, I look at pretty much everything I do with it, you know, with, you know, a positive outlook on it. And I, I realize that, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I guess my point was, you know, and I'm, and I am extremely grateful for my family. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so blessed. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess the point was, is it's just, you were talking about family and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to balance, um, you know, family and, you know, 3d, um, responsibilities yeah. with, with the, um, you know, trying to, um, you know, implement, integrate the, the 5d concepts and, you know, right. expand, you know, cause obviously I create, you know, like that, that, uh, takes time and effort and devotion. And, um, so I've been trying to work on that a lot more. I've been trying to do a lot more meditations and, uh, and that type of thing, but right. I, I'm just, I'm grateful. So grateful to, to be here. I'm grateful that I got that, you know, that I received that message. I thought that was so profound. So it's incredible. It's, it's really a miracle. Yeah. You know, I mean, the miracle of life it's not like just moses opened up the ocean and the hebrew tribe went through <laughs> the fact that all of a sudden out of nowhere your higher self popping this name and then you land in exactly the right place right now mm -hmm. it, it is a miracle i mean maybe next week you're watching another teacher or you're connecting with someone else it doesn't matter what matters is that something from inside is guiding you so you're you're exactly at the right place my brother thank you brother so when your mind comes and tells you like you're not doing enough you need to be more focused blah 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 just mm -hmm. don't go into this head trip just right. know that your inner being knows the speed that they're taking you i, I say they but that's the way I say it, is you're being guided and you're being carried at your own speed. Everything will come to you at the right time. Just Absolutely. Trust, that. trust that. Perfect. Thank you so and, much, brother. And you're always welcome to join us. <laughs> awesome. It's, yeah, pop in and pop out whenever you can. <laughs> I will be here with you. All right, great. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice meeting you, Casey. Nice meeting you. Just know that wherever you are at any any given in your life with whomever you are with or you're not with, is that's exactly where you're meant to be. And anything in the spiritual path that we need will come to us. And there are times that the spirit it creates this urge inside you that you need to just give up everything and, and go to India and follow the guru there. And if the energy is so strong that is pulling you, that's what's happening. And that's okay too. But if it's not going to pull you there, get in a plane and go to India, then, and you're here, wherever here is, it will bring it to you. And this is absolutely a miracle that this gentleman, Casey, is explaining, is that a name, you know, you got the writing pop, 
in front of in front of you in your mind and you land into this place so the same thing is happening for all of us all the time wherever we are so you're not you're never going to be missing anything because your inner being knows exactly what you need and if you miss something that's what was supposed to be you were supposed to miss it for some reason whatever the reason is because we don't see the big picture we don't know the grand picture but the one that has created life created the world the one that has brought you and i into this world that one knows what's up but i don't have the wisdom of her majesty i don't have the wisdom of lord god but i trust it i trust it having five near death experiences three of them for sure i should have died there's no reason that i didn't die and i was saved five times knowing three of them was almost an impossible situation and then i live something is in charge something is running the show something is making this planet turn around itself and turn around the sun something is turning the day to night the night to day something of higher intelligence is operating through your body and functioning your bodily functions that's not you that's not me this it's the intelligence it's the grace we have to trust that and surrender to it and fulfill your karmic path whatever that is finishing it up with our family and friends sometimes yeah some of us our path is to leave our family friends and walk away but a lot of us are stuck in it and you have to deal with them you have to deal with your relationships all the way to the end hi what a cutie <laughs> what a sweetheart i'm looking at casey's daughter she's so cute so she's very cute anyway yeah for me it was a blessing because i was in conflict with my father for a long time i was angry at him i he was bugging me it was like this conflict especially i i felt suffocated with parents who were all over me all the time i felt they were very controlling they wanted to do know what i'm doing where i'm going what i'm eating all the time continuously putting this heavy burden on me that why i'm not calling him why i don't go see him so i always ran away i went to a different city they would follow me to wherever i went and then i would just find an excuse and move somewhere else so it was like this suffocation really suffocated and then putting this guilt trip on me that oh you don't love us you don't care about us you don't call you don't come and see us so and it's still going on and it has not it's not finished there is this pressure and when my sister died in 2004 what happened was i'm hanging out i i put more time spending time with my dad and there were moments that the story between me and my dad would was not there and it was only space between us and uh we would get into this periods of laughter we've been laughing a lot we're really grooving with each other we're having fun and i realized that i can put my judgment about my father away of however he is however he dealt with my mother however he eats however how he gets nervous and is controlling with things and if i put this story away then i can meet him in this unified field of love i can meet him in the love and that's what exactly happened what happened was i put i was like okay you know what zarathustra you're the spiritual one you're the one who went to india you're the one who's gone to a lot of workshops put an enormous time of self 
of un, in workshops sitting with gurus and healers and all this stuff. So you're the one who worked on yourself, not your dad. So you're responsible. You're responsible to change your attitude, not him. So I put the story with him, put the story away, and just went into this place in between, which was just love. And we started to really groove with each other. And our relationship got stronger and stronger. He passed in 2015. And, and I'm, the fact that my sister died in 2004, it made me realize that, wait a minute, there is very little time with, with these people that, that they're my family, my siblings. There's very little time. Either I'm going to be present with them when I'm with them and soak it in, or it's gone. And I was, luckily, thank God, I was able to do it. I was able to dive into it. And the same thing here now with, with the mother. She's 94 years old. Obviously, she's at her last stage of life. There are times like, okay, I don't really want to live here in Los Angeles. This is not my place, but I'm here because I want to be close to her. But there are times I just tell myself that this is it. This is the last chance you have to hang out with her, hang out with this person that you had a relationship for 40, 50, 60 years. What do you want to do with it, Zaratustra? Do you want to soak it in or you want to walk away? And when I feel it, I sit down and feel it, it's like I can't walk away. It doesn't feel right. I can't just say, fuck you, you're too controlling, and I'm going to go. It does not feel right. But yet, in the meantime, I cannot betray my own self and my own being. i an independent person. I need to have my own independence. So it was like, okay, I need to balance this out. I want to spend a good chunk of the year with her. But in the meantime, I want to do my own thing. So how am I going to work this out until it's over? I don't know. It's going to be over this year. It's going to be over in five, six, seven years. I have no idea. So, but sometimes some of the relationships with you can walk away and cut it off forever. Some, you cannot. And if you cannot, then you may embrace it. You may look at it this way, that you need to fulfill this karmic connection you have with whomever that person is, no matter what. You're going to have to go all the way to the end, till it's finished. I was talking to a very good friend of mine. His dad passed away last weekend at age 92 they had a very tough childhood with each other he was beating him up and was very abusive with all all the all the uh four kids especially the first two three and uh really traumatized the dad traumatized the kids and uh my buddy he was working on himself he did a lot of therapy, took workshops, uh, did a lot of self-work. And in past couple months, he pretty much left his business and family and spent a lot of time with the dad. And the dad was terminal, but even though towards the end he was dying, it was still abusive towards my friend. And my friend and I, we talked on the phone a lot. And he would call me and tell me, like, it's driving me crazy. Um, they call me at 3 in the morning. They tell me, come on over. You got to come over and check, out, check, check on your dad. Uh, 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning. And I said, listen, embrace this. I know it's very, very difficult. But this is the end. And this is going to give you an opportunity to fulfill this karmic connection with your dad. So you don't have to recreate this situation and come back and do this another life, or you don't have to, and forget about another life, you don't have to have this with your son 
or you don't have to have it with your wife or another relationship with someone else. Finish it here. Dive into the service and walk this all the way to the end. And the dad passed away. I talked to him a few days ago. We had a nice long conversation. And I was asking him, how are you feeling? He said, I feel really, I mean, he said, yeah, I cried for two days and we had to do all the burial and all the stuff, but I feel free now. I feel really light and I feel very, very free, which I'm very happy for him because the way I look at it is he fulfilled the karmic connection. It came to an end one way or the other. So you may want to shift your point of view from a situation that you may think you're stuck and turn the poison into the medicine and look at it differently, that this is a part of your spiritual journey to fulfill and finish up whatever relationship you have, whatever is the situation, whatever you got to do to finish it up, if you can. And if you, if you can't, then you can't. Because he was telling me like his older brother never showed up. He has not talked to the dad for past eight, nine years. And throughout all this period that the dad was terminal, the older brother never, never showed up. He's not ready. He can't deal with it emotionally with these kind of things. And I understand that too. But my buddy was able to go through it and complete the whole thing. And then as a result, become free from it. Cool. All right. Well, nice to have you all. Our next academy is going to be next Wednesday. I'm still going to be here in Los Angeles and I'll broadcast it from here. After that, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to continue. I'm going to be uh, going back to Tulum and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to find a decent home that has uh, no construction around it, and it's got a good proper uh, internet that I can broadcast. But um, those of you who are in America and celebrate Thanksgiving, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And um, wherever you are, take care of yourself. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Remember that my um, website is zaratustra.tv. My social media pages are Zaratustra5D, and my email is info at Zaratustra.tv. So if there's a subject you want me to talk about, feel free and send me an email, um, info at Zaratustra.tv. That's the best way you can contact me, and um, we'll communicate. God bless. Namaste.